Hello, all of you excellent word nerds. Welcome to this episode of The Dictionary. It is my podcast where I am reading this book and I tell you what I think about the things as I come across to them. Come across? No, there's no T at the end. I come across them, which is very appropriate because we are finishing up the cross section and, uh, oh, I got off track. Um, yes, it's, I tell you the things that I think about and stuff from my brain, which can go in any sort of direction, and I hope you enjoy it. And you can follow me on social media at DictionaryPod. Email me, DictionaryPod at gmail.com. There is a Patreon for this podcast. You can give a few bucks a month and get episodes very early. And uh, you can call the Google Voice number and leave a message that I can listen to. And then maybe I'll put it in an episode so other people can listen to it. And there is a brand new merch page on tpublic.com and ooh, is there anything else i think that might be it for now uh you you know go find this on whatever podcast platform you like and go tell the people about it you can go listen to it on youtube if you want and subscribe and hit the buttons all those buttons on those things all right this is going to be the last section of page 299 the first word is crossway, one word, noun from the 14th century. This synonym is just crossroad, and uh, this is often used in plural, the crossways. We, we, have, we have come to a crossways. Oh, funny, that is actually our next word, and what am I going to do for a sound effect? I've been doing these musical things. We'll just do doo-doo-doo. Okay, crossways is next. Adverb from 1564. And the synonyms are crosswise and diagonally. Now, we had before, I think, crabwise. I don't know why they didn't list that here in the synonyms, but I think crabwise also sent us to crosswise and maybe crossways but it's just it's just a way to go at a diagonal crossways um yeah doo, doo, doo. next word is crosswind this is one word crosswind noun from circa 1641 a wind blowing in a direction not parallel to a course, and this is talking about possibly an airplane, but also boats, I believe, get affected by crosswinds, mostly airplanes, though, because they're way up high in the sky, and there's a lot more wind out there, so if they're, if the plane is trying to go left to right, but then there's, uh, no, that's not helpful, a plane is going in the direction it's going to go, and then there's a wind that is going across their direction it's it the the wind would be going left to right or maybe at a diagonal across ways and uh it, it the wind is trying to push them off course i think we just had there was another word like that recently but that's what that is um oh yeah crab it was back to crab uh i just listened to that episode today and uh it was uh you got a crab you got to crab the plane 
because the the crosswind is pushing it in the wrong direction. So you gotta you gotta counteract that. You gotta steer the plane towards the wind. So when it pushes the plane by the wind, it will become back on track. None of that was actually English. I am so sorry. Do-do-do. Next is crosswise. One word. This was one of the synonyms for crossways. So crosswise, one word, first form, adverb, 14th century. One is archaic, and it is in the form of a cross. Crosswise, in the form of a cross. But it is archaic. Number two, so as to cross something, and the synonym is across, as in carrot sticks cut crosswise. Uh, across, well, you, you cut them across, but you can do it at a diagonal too, right? You can cut carrot sticks however you want to cut carrot sticks. I'm not here to tell you how to cut carrot sticks, but you often probably will cut them crosswise. Next is the second form of crosswise adjective from 1883. One synonyms are transverse and crossing. Two, involved in conflict or disagreement. As in, got crosswise with his teacher. Mm, Maybe, maybe not, but you know, Depending on what the teacher is saying or doing, maybe sometimes it's appropriate. But if you're just being a little butthead, maybe don't just randomly get crosswise with your teacher. You're, you're going to get sent to the principal's office. Um, but yeah, you know, depends on the situation. I can see both sides. I, have, I don't think I've ever gotten crosswise with a teacher. I was not that kind of kid, for sure. Next is crossword. Word nerd. Word nerds usually like crosswords. This is a noun from 1914. It's just one definition. It's pretty long. Well, it's it's medium length. It is a puzzle. Do I even need to describe to you what a crossword is? I shall. It is a puzzle in which words are filled into a pattern of numbered squares in answer to correspondingly numbered clues and in such a way that the words read across and down. Yeah, that's how they work, crossword puzzles. Uh, I'm, I'm not great at these, but I have done them off and on for a lot of my life. Like if I'm hanging out with my parents, they always do the Sunday crossword and, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty good at it, but, um, but I'll, I'll sometimes come in and help and it's sort of a family thing. Uh, so maybe even today I'm going over to see them today. Maybe we'll do the crossword. Um, okay. A long, long time ago, I had a guest on he T I think his name was T Campbell. You can go find the episode. Maybe if I feel like it, I will put the uh, the episode number in the show notes. Um, but he makes crosswords, if I'm remembering correctly. He makes giant crosswords. And um, 
yeah, let's go, let's go uh, support his crossword making skills. There's crossword competitions. There's like the World Universe Crossword Championships, I think. And uh, yeah, the more you do them, the better you get because they use a lot of the same words and same clues um, if they need something. You know, there's those very few rare words that are like a vowel, then a consonant, then a vowel, and they get used often, or, you know, weird weird little words like that. Um, yeah, crosswords are good. It's a good way to work your brain. I'm not great at them, but they're fun. I can do the easy ones. 1914. Supposedly, that's when they were made. Was that when the first crossword was made? I wouldn't be surprised. Did anybody celebrate the 100th anniversary of crosswords? Do-do-do. Next is Crostini, noun from 1945. Small slices of usually toasted bread topped with a spread or other food. What might that other food be that's not a spread? Olives? Uh, This is Italian. We haven't had etymology for a little while. Uh, This is Italian. It is the plural of crostino, which is from crosta, which means crust or rind, R-I-N-D. It is from the Latin crusta, which means shell or crust, and there is more at the word crust. Usually not a word that I particularly like, unless it is talking about toasted bread. Uh, yeah, you, you toast it up. Uh, I'm imagining just little sort of ovally shaped pieces of bread for maybe like a French bread. And then you put some olive oil on it and bake it up. It's real good. The crostinis, tasty, tasty. Doot, doot, doot. Okay, so we went we went from, uh, let's see, well, cross, cross ways, cross wise, all those. Then we went into puzzles. Then we went into bread. Now we are going into something else. This is, there's a lot of lot of different stuff in this episode. The next word is crotch. C R O T C H. Noun from 1563. One, a pole with a forked end, used especially as a prop. Uh, I was not expecting that. A pole with wasn't that a crutch? Not a crotch? Wait a minute. Is that not a a crutch? See, now I don't even know how to say the word. Anyway, I've always called that a crutch, but I guess you could also say crotch. That's number one. Number two is an angle formed by the parting of two legs, branches, or members. And crotched with an ED, that is an adjective. Um, yeah, so the etymology does say this is probably an alternative of the word crutch, so that makes sense for number one. Number two, I mean, you know, I think what most people, when they think of the word crotch, they think of the part of a human body where the legs split off into the leg, where the legs start, that's where the crotch is, and, uh, but more specifically... As I said, it is an angle formed by the parting of two legs, branches, or members. 
So what context would that also be used in? An angle. That is fascinating. I am surprised it does not say, you know, slang. The part of the human body that we all have and giggle about because we're all children at heart. Uh, okay, let's move on to... Doo-doo-doo. Crotchet. Noun from the 14th century. One is obsolete. So first we have one A. A small hook or hooked instrument is a crotchet, but it is obsolete, so we don't know what that is anymore. 1B, this synonym is brooch, and it is spelled B-R-O-O-C-H. And I guess a brooch does have a hook on it, so that's probably why it's related to number 1A, but again, it is still uh, obsolete. They used to call it a crotchet. 2A, a highly individual and usually eccentric opinion or preference. Uh, An opinion or preference that is highly individual. Um, I mean, I know people are crotchety, which we will get to next, but a opinion or preference is a crotchet. 2B, a peculiar trick or device. That is also a crotchet. Never knew. What would a peculiar trick or device be? Mm, I mean, would TPing a house be a peculiar trick? Peculiar, though. That means it's more like odd. What is an odd trick that's called a crotchet? Okay, number three. The synonym is quarter note. Like, literally, the in music, the quarter note is called a crotchet? None of these definitions make any sense to me whatsoever. We have a synonym for everything. It is the word caprice. C-A-P-R-I-C-E. Looks like cap rice. Okay, the etymology, it's not helpful. It basically just says there's more at the word crocket. I mean, they do sound similar, crotchet and crocket, and, uh, you know, you can go back to that one. Uh, When was that? That was crocket. Um, The episode, it looks like it aired on May, May 1, May 1st, was crocket. Okay, so back to today. Um, Crotchet... That was it for that one. Now we have crotchety. So we, we took crotch, and then we added an E-T, and it became crotchet, and then we added a Y, and it became crotchety. Adjective from 1825, one, given to crotchets. And also, subject to whims, crankiness, or ill temper. And I think given to crotchets, that would be the one that is a highly individual and usually eccentric opinion or preference, I believe. If somebody has eccentric opinions or preferences, somebody can call them crotchety, as in a crotchety old man. I definitely think I will become a crotchety old man. Hopefully a very, very long time from now. What will happen in my life until that moment? What experiences will I experience? 
And why will I become crotchety? That is the big question. Two, full of or arising from crotchets, as in a crotchety style. Okay, what is that? Uh, Full of or arising from crotchets. Are these peculiar tricks or devices? Possibly. Mm, A crotchety style? I don't know. Maybe it's just quarter notes. Bum, 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 bum. That is a crotchety style. Crotchetiness. Crotchetiness. That is a noun. Oh, that old man, he's got so much crotchetiness. All right, next word. It is croton. C-R-O-T-O-N. Croton. Or maybe just croton. Noun from 1751. One. Any of a genus of herbs, shrubs, and trees of the Spurge family as 1A. One of the Bahamas yielding ca- yielding cascarilla bark or cascaria bark and just real quick let me back up the genus name is also croton and the species name of this one in the bahamas that yields cascarilla bark is croton eleutheria we also have 1b an asian plant yielding croton oil and the scientific name, species name, is Croton Tiglium. Number two, any of a genus of shrubs and trees related to the Crotons. And the genus name there is Codiamium. Whoa, there is four vowels in a row. All five vowels are in this word, and four of them are next to each other. Codiadium. Codiadium. It is spelled C-O-D-I-A-E-U-M. Maybe it would be Codiadium? Oh, please. Somebody tell me how to say this word. Um, Okay. So it's a plant, herbs, shrubs, trees, spurge family, cascarilla bark. I'm just highlighting these things. Croton oil. Um, and then the etymology, it is from Greek, croton, croton, croton. Uh, that means castor oil plant. So I guess it's related to the castor oil plant. Next is croton bug. And croton here is spelled with a capital C, noun from 1877. This synonym is German cockroach. Uh, I'm sure there's there's some jokes in there about what makes a cockroach German. They, I don't know. So that's what that is. A croton bug is a German cockroach. This is from the Croton River in New York. Now, is it actually the river or is there a town called Croton River? Either way, it's in New York. And it is, oh, yes, it is a river because it is used as a water supply for New York City. And how that became related to bugs, cockroaches, I one can only imagine. Are there lots of these 
cockroaches living in the river and then it is used as the water supply for New York City? Is that why New York City has so many cockroaches? Hmm. Learn something new every day. Next, we have Croton Oil. Uh, which, where, which one had Croton Oil? Um, the Asian plant, Croton Tiglium, it yields Croton Oil. So that's what this is. Noun from 1827. A viscid, acrid, fixed oil obtained from seeds of an Asian Croton, Croton Tiglium, formerly used as a powerful purgative, but now used especially in pharmacological experiments as an irritant. Croton oil irritates you because it is a viscid, acrid, fixed oil. Acrid sounds bad. Uh, Yep. What sort of pharmacological experiments do they use this in? Do they make people's skin irritated and then they use something else to see if they can fix it? Croton oil. You might want to stay away from it, is what I'm gathering. Okay. Next is crouch. C-R-O-U-C-H. Verb from the 14th century, starting with intransitive 1A. To lower the body stance, especially by bending the legs. As in, a sprinter crouched, ready to go. If you are lowering your body stance, how else would you lower it if not to bend the legs? Isn't How else would you do it? I don't know any other way. 1B. To lie close to the ground with the legs bent. As in, a pair of cats crouching on the brink of a fight. And that is a quote from Aldous Huxley... And uh, so, is this when uh, cats, is it, let's see, they've got four legs that they can bend. So, which legs are we talking about? I would imagine their front legs are low down and bent, and their back legs might be up, like they're ready to pounce. Uh, that is that is the only thing I can think of in terms of cats crouching, getting ready to fight. But the definition is to lie close to the ground with the legs bent. Yeah. Two, to bend or bow servilely. 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 Like in service. Hmm. But the synonym is the word cringe. Cringe? You know, maybe we had a different definition to cringe than the one that I think of. I have read so many words. I cannot keep anything straight. I can't remember... You know, anything that's like not already ingrained in my brain, I have a very hard time remembering those things. So cringe, uh, there's the cringing act. A servile bow, yes, is a cringe. Uh, to but I'm just reading through the definitions. To shrink in fear, to shrink in fear or serv- servility. Okay, that that is another way to use cringe. Shrinking in fear, like, oh, I'm so sorry, you know, here, I am in service to you. That is cringing. 
So that is also crouch. Number three, to stand at a low height, as in cottages crouched along the river. And now I just want to see a picture of cottages with legs crouching along the river, maybe to drink some water. We have one transitive definition which says to bow, especially in humility or fear. And the synonym is bend. You bend at the waist. Crouch is also a noun. Next is the first form of the word croup. C-R-O-U-P. And this is our last word, but we also do have the second form. And there are no forms in tomorrow's episode. So croup. Noun from the 14th century. It is the rump of a quadruped. I did not know that. I wonder if when we had the cow illustration, was was uh, was croup part of there? Uh, let's see. I don't remember it. <laughs> Just reading through the stuff real quick. So there's the crops, but that's not at the that's not the rump. Um, well, I'm not seeing it, but it might be. But anyway, you know, quadrupeds. They got there. There is the rump. Thirty-seven is the rump. Doesn't say. Doesn't say croup. But any quadruped, you can go up to it and say, "Hey, look, that is the croup. It's the rump." Uh, let's see. Middle English croup from Old French of Germanic origin, akin to the Old High German kropf, which is craw, c r a w, and there is more at the word crop. Last word, second form of croup, noun from 1765. This is the one that I think most people think of when they hear the word croup. It is inflammation, edema, and subsequent obstruction of the larynx, trachea, and bronchi, especially of infants and young children, that is typically caused by a virus and is marked by episodes of difficult breathing and hoarse metallic cough. Croupy is an adjective. Sounds pretty terrible. I don't know if I ever had this when I was a kid. So uh, what what virus causes it? What can you do? Are there, are there antibiotics? Um, yeah. So this is from the English dialect word croup. That's the word. That means to cry hoarsely or cough. So I think it just it it just was from an English dialect that they they called it croup because of the sounds that are made and the coughing and then it just became the name of the thing. I wonder if there's a more scientific name though. Okay, today's episode the words were crossway, crossways, crosswind, crosswise, no uh, yes, crosswise, crosswise, crossword, crostini, crotch, crotchet, crotchety, croton, croton bug, croton oil, crouch, croup, and croup. I am going to pick crossword as the word of the episode, and it's across, it's the word that's across. Um, hmm, a song about crossword. A song about crossword. 
there's there's so many different options, so many ways. It's not like I'm going to make anything good. One across is a crossword. No, I don't know what the hell this is. Honestly, there's a very good chance that when I get to the D's, which is coming up real quick, I might make this a not family-friendly podcast because I think it would be much better for my brain if I could just swear whenever I wanted to because that's sort of how my brain works. If you please, if you have strong opinions on that, let me know. And I may listen to you or I may not. Um, crossword, crossword, what's one across, what's one down? They're crossing to each other and they are words. They're part of a crossword. What's the theme of the crossword? I don't know. You got to finish it up to find out the theme. Is it 15 by 15? There's white spaces and black spaces. It's kind of like chess, but for words. All right, I'm going to end this episode there. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.